That's Aretha Franklin uh, doing a song I think Dionne Warwick also did because Dionne Warwick did a lot of Burt Bacharach music. Burt Bacharach passed away yesterday. Deb Hutton is joining me, former senior advisor to two premiers and now communications advisor um, on the morning brief. Deb, uh, chances are any Canadian has bopped along to a Burt Bacharach song at some point. Yeah, you know, Jerry, one of my favorite things is in that uh, the Bond spoof movies, you know, Mike Myers, the yeah. guy who shagged me, those ones, where he, he says, ladies and gentlemen, Burt Bacharach, and he's actually with a keyboard, I think, on top of a London double-decker bus in the middle of the movie. It's, yeah, it's, he did, he did cameos cute. in those movies. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, was, it was good. You know, It'll be even, an earworm today, though, for us. Sure, and even for a guy like me, you know, who was uh, Led Zeppelin and uh, Ozzy Osbourne and, you know, Alice Cooper and that kind of stuff, and the Beatles. Um, you, you know, those, Burt Bacharach, were, sure, they were called easy listening, but that's not an insult. No, no, and if it's something that all of us can sing along to at whatever point in time, maybe at our Super Bowl party, Jerry, I heard you talking about Super Bowl this morning. Yeah. We have one, we have one every year. We've missed two years only hosting. One, our daughter broke her leg skiing on the Saturday, so we thought maybe a whole bunch of people <laughs> didn't work Sunday. Okay. And COVID. And we still delivered little Super Bowl gift baskets to our regular attendees just to give us all something to do because we were so sad not to be getting together. Who are you cheering for? Kansas. Even though they, uh, they've they not been kind to our beloved Bills, we're still cheering for Kansas. All right. Uh, let's dip into some of the stories here. And uh, right off the top, I want to talk about Toronto's Auditor General says city workers wasted a lot of taxpayer money. My subheadline to that uh, CTV News headline is Toronto's taxpayer said, well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Municipal, provincial, federal. And that's why these auditors reports, that's why these ombudsman positions actually are, are good. Um, I had two takeaways from this story, Jerry. The first is the massive increase this year over last. And I thought, is that because there's more of this going on? I think yes, probably, uh, perhaps more work from home. And of course, not all city workers ever are working from home if they're outdoor workers in particular, but I think there are probably situations where it's a lot easier to cheat if you're working from home. And my second takeaway is, I think also related to that, <laughs> that there's more of us working from home, keeping an eye out of our front window or our front door or our front porch. And so I, I think it's probably directly related to that as to why we'd have an increase. The good news out of this story, because there's not a lot of it, this is awful and it's disgusting and, you know, these are well-paying jobs and secure jobs and so it's disgusting that that there is fraud the good news is they're actually charging people they're actually firing people because one of my big pet peeves with government is you do something wrong and you are so protected by your union that nothing ever really happens to you well, sure. Um, well, there was one person who got caught um, on city time, actually not doing the city work, doing a side job, got caught by GPS tracking of the vehicle. That person has only been suspended. But there have been some people, one person who collected $86,000 or something in a whole bunch of municipal benefits he or she had signed up for. They didn't tell us who the person is. While, in fact, holding down a, a good government job, that person is not only fired, but apparently the city is following up with criminal charges. And I, I, I think you and I agree here. The city has to be that aggressive. 
Absolutely. Uh, not only because we either need to recoup wages or we need to make sure this, this person actually pays for what they've done. Uh, but secondly, I would hope then it serves as a deterrent when people uh, think that they might do a little side gig and just take us all to the cleaners as taxpayers. Well, that's also why they should be named. I agree with that. Put out a press release. The following people have been charged with fraud directly related to their city employment. All right. I said a few moments ago, I gave an opinion, and I said I was interested in hearing if you agreed with me. We need 700,000 new, or 300,000, sorry, 300,000 new units built in the city of Toronto in order to house everybody. But meanwhile, we're accepting more and more refugees. First, it was Ukrainian refugees um, just a little bit ago. And now the new one is that we will take refugees from Syria and, earthquake, and uh, Turkey on the earthquake zone. And I, and I get all of that. But I think I said that uh, when people come in in these situations, we're we're giving them safe harbor, but it can't all be in Toronto. Like, you're going to have to go live in Moose Jaw or Brandon, Manitoba or something. And some people have said to me, oh, that doesn't pass the charter. I don't think they're right on that. I don't think that's been challenged. And I've looked up some articles here where, in fact, there there is some thought that we actually could do that. Look, we're doing you a favor. And so for at least the first five years you're here, you're going to have to live where we tell you to live. Do you have a problem with that? I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. I also think that we need to increase the requirements around sponsorship, whether it's, you know, community churches, community organizations, whether it's families. We need to take responsibility, someone does, when we welcome new people who have no ability to pay for things. It's also why we need to rethink how we fund cities like Toronto, because this is as a direct result, in the most cases, of a different level of government, in this case, the federal level making decisions that directly have an impact on the city of Toronto's budget. And we can only take so much of this without money attached to it. And I get we're all one taxpayer and all of that, but in terms of how our city functions and operates, there has to be dollars attached when you enforce something on a lower level of government. Well, an article in the Globe and Mail that I read on this concept of telling refugees and immigrants where, if we allow you into the country where you're going to live, if this were challenged in court, and apparently it hasn't been, probably because we haven't done it, um, the government would have to show a pressing need for telling the refugee or uh, would-be immigrant, this is why we are requiring people to live in various areas of the country. Well, you could say, well, specifically Toronto has a housing crisis, so that that's a pressing need. Um, I, I think it could be one. Let me ask you about another story, though. Ontario is in dire need of healthcare workers, but more than 90 students who graduated from a private college program as ultrasound technicians have been told they're not ultrasound technicians because somehow this school wasn't accredited. It had been in the past, and uh, it, 94 students took a program at Canadian All Care College, a private college which has two campuses, one in Scarborough, one in North York, and now they're told they can't be hired. They've lost two years of schooling here. My thought on this is don't make them do two years all over again. Give them a test. If they need more schooling, um, fine. But if they don't, we need them. Yeah, and it sounds as though the fault lies both with the government and with the college. This is an accredited college for certain courses, but they allowed people, 90, whatever the number is, three, four people, to take a two-year course. This isn't one of these six months and, you know, the, the, the government just caught up with the university. These people took a course for two years that hadn't been accredited. And That's I don't fraud, understand... 
Uh, well, I don't know. It, it may well be fraud. It may well also be that the government is so frigging slow on these things that it allowed the school to continue to operate. How is this possible? And yes, to your point, and I think the college has reimbursed in some of those, but it doesn't make up for the fact that really unwitting students took two years of their lives to try and get a job to better themselves to your point to do something that we desperately need here in the in the province and now they're told they can't do it so i think there's 94 of them i think there's an onus on the college and the government to honestly sit down with each of them okay what can we do here where's your skill level where can we send you and pay for it by the way so that you can take the next two-year course in six weeks or two months or whatever the name the the amount of time is to get these people into the workhouse. This is just bad. All right, and we're going to do this especially for you, Deb. Bert Bacharach passed away yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach. That's the clip, Jerry. I love it. <laughs> Which movie is that? The Spy Who Shagged Me? or One of the Mike Myers movies. Um, Deb Hutton, always good to have you. Thanks very much. Thanks, Jerry.